Hello, I'm Alison Braddock, SRUC Veterinary Services. Welcome to another On The Hoof podcast. In this episode, we will be looking at premium sheep and goat health schemes, focusing on the monitoring schemes for MV, CAE and Yoni's disease. Once again, Dave Wilson, Veterinary Manager of the Health Schemes, will be joining me. Hello, Dave. Hi. Hi, Alison. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. So, Dave, briefly, what are the monitoring schemes and how do they differ from MV or CAE and Yoni's disease accreditation? The monitoring schemes uh, are a way of um, being able to demonstrate um, that uh, a farm um, is actively um, looking, uh, monitoring for the presence of these diseases and uh, putting biosecurity measures in place. The the MV accreditation scheme in particular is designed to give a a, a good degree of confidence that the disease is not present in the flock. There's no 100% guarantee, obviously, but um, uh, it gives a, a good degree of confidence that, that the flock ahead is free of MVCE. The monitoring scheme is, is a lower level of health assurance, um, and it's not, you know, uh, uh, being monitored free is not a guarantee of being free of the disease, but it's showing that, that, that the, uh, the flock ahead is doing something to look for the disease and gives some added um, assurance to um, potential purchasers and it provides an early warning system um, for that particular flock or herd to pick up the disease and do something about it before it starts causing a a problem and um, provides um, access to the the vets and the clients uh, to ourselves here um, in the the premium sheep and goat health scheme for for advice and guidance in, um, in controlling these diseases. Um, the Yoni scheme is, is similar. The, um, we don't have an accreditation scheme as such, but we run the risk level certification scheme similar to the cattle scheme, which involves testing all animals uh, over 12 months of age. And that's not practical in, you know, in larger commercial flocks. So uh, again, it's a way of screening for the presence of disease without providing um, the same level of assurance that you would get um, through through the, um, the certification scheme. So the, the schemes allow um, flocks, potential purchasing flocks, to um, source animals from um, flocks and herds um, that can demonstrate that they're a lower risk for these diseases. It doesn't guarantee all animals are going to be completely free, um, but it's potentially really useful as a way um, to provide a source of known lower risk animals for, for envy and, and unis. And, and going forwards, we look to include other diseases uh, as well. It's certainly um, testing animals on arrival or in quarantine uh, is certainly much better than nothing. And for some diseases, um, it's it's very good. Border disease, for example, you know, if 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 a, if a sheep is, is um, virus negative, it's, it's not going to be a PI, and we and we know that 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 that's that can be done uh, relatively easily. But for diseases like MV, CAE, um, and Yoni's, 
Um, infected animals can test negative for, for long periods of, of time. And so um, testing animals on arrival is better than nothing, but um, it, it is not ideal for those kind of diseases. So uh, the ability to, to source replacements from a flock that can demonstrate that they've been doing a good level of monitoring for, the, for these diseases, you know, is, is really useful. As a, um, a flock or herd continues to monitor, um, the um, uh, certificate will show that you've been monitoring one, two, three, four years. So you'll be um, MV monitored three years, MV monitored four years, you know, and, and year on year, you're giving increasing confidence um, in the in the low risk of of uh, the animals that that, could, that are sold from that from that flock. Thank you. So it's worth explaining to our listeners that just like the MV accreditation scheme, a monitoring application form needs to be filled in by the client prior to sampling, and both the application form and sample submission forms can be found on our website at sheepandgoathealth.co.uk. So what animals will need to be tested if your client wants to join the monitoring scheme for MV, CAE or Yoni's disease? The scheme we run is based on uh, targeted testing. Um, We've run similar um, um, tests for for many years um, for for MV and, and CAE offering you know, a 12U screen of, of thin use, for example. And so we've got a lot of experience in, in, in using that kind of test, interpreting the results. Um, so it, it involves either um, 12 or 20 um, animals to be sampled, depending on the size of the flock or herd, whether it's above or below 500 uh, adults. Um, <clears throat> and they're, for the MV scheme, they're blood sampled for MV um, CAE and it, the the vet needs to select the right animals to, to test uh, because just choosing 12 random animals uh, would not be particularly sensitive but we know that uh, a targeted test of 12 or 20 um, is very effective. So the animals, the veterinary surgeon should uh, select the animals based on condition score. They, they should be um, ideally condition score two or less but with no other obvious reason uh, for that such as uh, bad teeth, uh, et cetera. Um, also use that have uh, not reared good lambs, um, that um, are lagging behind the rest of the flock, um, could be selected as well uh, in preference. So, um, and also um, use with a, a hard bag mastitis that could possibly be related to MV could be selected as, as, as well. but. Um, not uh, uh, the usual kind of acute uh, or, or chronic bacterial mastitis. Um, for the uni scheme, you select the same animals, but it's a, a, a fecal sample because it uh, studies generally show that fecal PCR is, is a, a better screening test for unis in sheep uh, than, than blood. Um, so if you're doing both, you would take a blood and a, a fecal sample from, from each animal. Um, in addition to that, you need to sample um, five breeding tups. Um, 
or if there are less than five, all of them. And then after joining the scheme, becoming monitored, uh, one year monitored, uh, at that point, then any added animals um, up to a maximum of 12 per flock of origin need to be sampled. So you would sample animals from each flock or herd that you acquire animals from. Um, and if, if, you, uh, if you obtain more than 12 from any source, you just need to sample the 12. It's worth mentioning at this point that red top vacutainers would need to be used for blood sampling, just like the um, MVCAE accreditation scheme. Just remind us of the paperwork that needs to accompany the samples, Dave. There's a, um, a dedicated monitoring scheme form. Um, so it, um, it's, it's important that um, monitoring scheme clients would uh, download and, and use the, the monitoring scheme form, whereas accreditation or uni certification scheme clients would download um, the accreditation scheme form. The, um, the declarations um, that you sign for uh, and the client signs for are different on the different um, forms. So we, we can't give um, certification for one scheme with the signed paperwork for the other. So um, yeah, the, there's a monitoring scheme submission form which is available on, on the website, um, which, which has everything that you, you would need to know um, on it. Thank you. So we've looked at uh, what a client needs to do to um, become MV or CAE or Yoni's disease monitored. So what testing must the client as a member of the monitoring scheme, what must they do to maintain monitored status? Um, annually, they must uh, do the same testing as we've described, 12 or 20 use um, stock tops up to five. Um, all purchased um, males and up to 12 um, females per um, flock of origin for, for added animals ongoing. Um, in, a, in addition, um, if there are sheep that are losing condition, sheep or goats that are leaving, losing condition for no apparent reason, um, they should be reported to the uh, the client's private vet mm -hmm. for um, a discussion and an evaluation and investigation where um, where required. So animals losing condition um, should be discussed with a private vet and investigated. Uh, and obviously, we uh, that can be through sampling live animals, uh, blood and fecal samples, um, but also um, through post-mortem investigation um, of losses or, 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 or cull animals. Uh, that's a very good way of picking up not only MV and UNEs, but other iceberg diseases uh, and other, other conditions. Um, for, uh, for SIC, for example, we, you know, we can do, a, we do, there's a thin new package we can do, um, you know, four cull U's um, for a, a fixed price under the, um, the Scottish government um, subsidised surveillance um, post-mortems, uh, which would um, investigate for all iceberg diseases, including histopathology um, and serology uh, and culture, etc., where indicated, 
Um, so that's a really good way of investigating as well. Um, but obviously the, the, the details of the investigation are, um, are down to the, the private vets, but we're, we're happy to, um, you know, to, to chat that over with, um, with vets and clients and, and discuss that. Thanks, Dave. That's a really important point. Uh, and also um, the monitoring scheme um, being used as a look-see um, in the flock with, with your client um, because we uh, have a better pricing structure for people that are in our monitoring scheme, don't we, Dave? Yes, that's right. Yeah, the people in the monitoring scheme, um, there's, a, uh, there's, there's an annual me uh, membership fee, but the individual testing is, is discounted co compared to normal uh, diagnostic yeah. testing. Yeah. Um, that's true. Just one um, point about added animals, which I, I should have mentioned, is that if they come from monitored or accredited or for UNI's risk level one or two flocks and herds, um, they can actually be added without further testing. And, and the advice is to obtain them from those sources where possible. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really good point. Yeah. Certainly the, uh, uh, the compulsory testing of added animals um, is part of the scheme, but it's also worth considering if you are getting animals from, from non-monitored or accredited sources, you, 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 know, you may be well advised to, to test them all. Um, even given the, the, the limitations of individual animal testing at purchase. Yes, yeah, so, so we've discussed, we've, we've looked at the testing requirements for the monitoring schemes. Uh, and obviously, it's not just about testing, is it, Dave? We, we, it's very much about biosecurity and disease prevention. So what biosecurity measures or guidelines should be followed by members of the sheep and goat health schemes monitoring scheme yes there are there are there is a, a biosecurity checklist um in the in the rules um which um you can work off um in general a lot of the uh, biosecurity um aspects of the scheme are, are recommendations and advice um, rather than uh, mandatory. There, there, are, there are many more mandatory aspects to the accreditation schemes. Um, and there are, you know, for larger commercial flocks uh, and in and some other um, situations, you know, it's not possible for some units to meet the biosecurity requirements of the accreditation scheme. Um, but the, the monitoring scheme is certainly an option for those flocks um, and for those who can't test the numbers that would be required for, uh, for accreditation. Um, the mandatory elements of the scheme, the, the testing, as, as we've discussed, there's the in, investigating um, animals that are, that are thin. Um, there's um, isolating any reactors, any positives. Yeah. and removing any positives from the flock or herd as soon as possible. That, they're, they're the mandatory elements. As, as far as um, biosecurity guidance, um, there's um, general advice about secure boundaries and preventing nose-to-nose -nose contact, um, cleaning and disinfecting equipment, and um, quarantining, quarantining added animals, um, and uh, con considering 
testing all other animals for um, MB and UNIs along with you know other diseases that would be in your flock health plan. Um, as far as the uh, MV monitoring scheme, uh, if you can, I, if you have a positive, if you can identify their offspring, um, you shouldn't keep them for breeding or, or sell them on. Um, and that added animals, but also uh, and, semen and embryos and colostrum should be sourced from accredited or monitored. Um, flocks and herds wherever wherever possible, and avoiding nose-to-nose -nose contact with with other other sheep at, or goats at, at uh, shows and sales. That's a very good point. Um, for the unis scheme uh, as well, again, if you can identify um, offspring of a reactor, uh, the last uh, two seasons offspring shouldn't be should not be retained or, or sold for breeding. But as with the MV monitoring. Um, there's, there's not a compulsory um, element to that, which there is in, in the accreditation schemes, because in some of the, you know, it might not be possible to identify offspring in, 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 in larger commercial units. But mm -hmm. if it can be done, it should be done. Um, there's advice about lambing hygiene um, and um, avoiding fecal contamination of feed and water sources. Um, again, providing means water wherever possible, um, fencing off natural water where possible, uh, which is you know a, a high risk for for, for UNIs. Um and avoiding co-grazing with other ruminants if if, if possible. And also, if there's um, slurry or manure spread on a uh, a pasture, you're advised to leave that 12 months before grazing young stock on it. So, so they would be the main um, elements of the uh, of the biosecurity um, aspect of the scheme, and I think um, they should be followed unless there's a good reason why they should they should not be, and it'd be good practice to to put in the in the flock health plan that you know uh, any that have not been followed and and, and the reasons why, uh, and they can be reviewed you know when the, when the health health plan is reviewed. Thank you, Dave. That's a really comprehensive overview. And just a reminder to our listeners that uh, more in-depth information is available on our website, sheepandgoathealth.co.uk. We have the um, full rules. Uh, we've got uh, quick reference guides uh, and all the forms on that um, on our website. And thank you to our listeners for listening. We hope you found this useful and uh, we will look out for further uh, podcast episodes uh, about livestock health schemes available on the SRUC platform or other podcast platforms too, including uh, Spotify. Thanks very much. And thank you, Dave, for, for sharing that with us. Thank you.